Let's get more now on the passing of Queen Elizabeth and how her death is being viewed around the world. Kira Ruddock is a Ukrainian MP. Kira, it's lovely to see you again. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. The news of the passing of Queen Elizabeth broke on a Thursday evening in Ukraine. How did you feel when you heard the news? We felt devastated. We felt both huge support and love and condolences that we would like to share with our allies, our brothers and sisters in the United Kingdom, because we do understand what Queen Elizabeth meant to them. And we do understand um, what kind of loss it is. It's like losing a symbol of the nation, not only political symbol, but a symbol of dignity, a symbol of how the duty could be most important a symbol of how to act during the hard times. And this is why there were so many flowers near the UK embassy in Kyiv. You know, we do know that the queen with her, her role is not supposed to make a political stance. But in May, when it was such a hard time in Ukraine, she went on one of the events wearing yellow coat with uh, blue flowers and we've got the message this is how uh, truly <laughs> truly unique uh, way of uh, showing solidarity works and we do remember it and we will always remember the support that she was giving to ukrainian people and we are mourning with you guys you're a Ukrainian MP, so what's the people that elected you? What are they telling you about the Queen? Honestly, in Ukraine, Queen is also a feministic um, symbol because uh, I do remember how uh, I was speaking to the teenage uh, girls who want to join the politics and they asked like, how, how would they become a Queen? And I said like, well, there is no way, the only way that you can uh and like all the all, all queen's uh um grandchildren already taken so the only way that you can uh get the leadership position is to be elected as president and they said okay then we'll be working to be elected as president of ukraine and i think this is a fantastic motivation <laughs> because it shows that women can be at the leadership positions and uh she was basically shopping that for the last almost 100 years and and this is fantastic she, she has seen so much all the changes in the world and she has taken it with the huge understanding of obligation how the queen should behave and again it's a great example for all of us and what do you think president Zelensky thinks of the queen he was always in awe of her and her ability to maintain herself and to serve the people he was always uh, giving a extremely positive and heart warm-hearted uh, statements about her and her actions and her role in support of ukraine even if it was not public and how is the president we we've heard this week that he was involved in a car crash is he okay yes uh the injuries were minor and he's doing okay uh, we say that the car crash is uh like uh, too little to take us down <laughs> so hopefully everybody would be fine and on the queen note i know that right now we are supposed to say uh god save the king but i do hope that he that he really does take good care of the queen 
It's been quite the week in Ukraine. It's been widely reported that the Ukraine army has had some success this week in taking back some 3,000 square miles. Is it all going very well at the moment? It would appear so. Yes, it is. So, look, the strategy is to regain as much territories as possible to liberate them before the winter hits for two reasons. First, because there would be impossible to fight during the winter, both from us, our side and, you, and uh, Russian side, but also it will be easier for us to maintain those territories and to hold them. Uh, so this is why right now we are on this desperate counteroffense. We are, we are using all our forces, we are using all our resources, and we are using all our morals and support and everything possible and impossible because this is, uh, this is basically our uh, main turning point in this war. We have been waiting for the news regarding the counteroffense for the last six months. You can imagine what it feels in Ukraine. It is so fantastic. People are so motivated. People, are, we know we are not supposed to celebrate, but silently we are celebrating, and we are sending all the love to uh, to our army, to our soldiers, to the brave men and women who are literally doing impossible. You see, in the six months, many people said that they believe in in that we are capable of uh, taking back our territories, but I think we are the only ones who really, really believe that. And now the whole world sees that they were on the right side. Everybody who supported us uh, actually sees the results of the support. All the pieces of weapon that uh, got to Ukraine, all the finance, all the supplies, all the armies, everything right now is put to use. And I have been saying, give us more weapons and you will see what we can do with it. So now you can see. And now this is another logical reason to give us more weapons, to give us more supplies, because you see what we can do. It's it's facts, it's truth. It's not our promises. It is the reality. So I, on the other note, I wish that Queen could have seen that really and be proud about the democracy fighting back. And I want every single person who was supporting Ukraine sending a message, pushing politicians to send us weapons, sending money, supporting Ukrainian refugees. When you read the news about Ukraine pushing back, about our advances, you need to know that this is our mutual victory. You need to look at, your mirror, at the mirror and say, we have done this. Shockingly, this morning we're hearing of what's gone on in Izium that the Ukrainian army has taken back and these mass graves. For me, that's truly shocking. You see, we anticipated what we will find on the end of the occupied territories. I have been to Buche in, in Irpin on the first day of liberation, and I have seen the dead bodies, the torture rooms, the, the mass graves. So this is what we are finding in, in Izum and in other places. All the same. Russians, there were no different Russians in Bucha and different Russians in Irpin. It was the same with the same strategy and with the same aim to kill Ukrainians just because we exist. This makes us fight harder and push harder and make sure that people do not suffer under the occupation. Because right now, when we are talking, there are still Ukrainian territories and Ukrainian people who are under the occupation and who are probably murdered and who are probably raped and who are probably humiliated and destroyed. And this is why we, we do need to end this. We do need to win this war and we will be pushing to do this. And our soldiers, they are so, so emotionally involved into that we know that it means a lot that first they are liberating the territories and people are greeting them 
and uh, and crying and and giving them uh, flowers and food and saying why what took you so long but also that makes them go further and further to to make more people free let's finish by by talking about president putin um he seems to be coming increasingly isolated on a world stage do you think his days are numbered you see for the last eight and a half years we have been living under this illusion that putin will die soon and then so many things will be resolved so we can hope we can pray but we cannot build a long-term strategy for our country based on hoping that somebody would die soon and this is why I think we should not count on something happening to him because he's surrounded by the system that he built that is as corrupt, as uh, imperialistic and as aimed to destroy uh, Ukraine and its democracy as for himself. So we need to work on our side and working on our side is fighting, pushing back and proving that the army that was told to be second strongest in the whole world turned out to be second strongest just in Ukraine. Kira Ruddick, as always, it's been a delight and a joy to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much and glory to Ukraine.